When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, do you like this show? Are you enjoying it? Do you want to make one of your own? Well, let me tell you about Anchor and Jay, you can help me out. It's so easy. Anchor makes it easy to do a show like this. First of all, it's free. There's, uh, there are creation tools that I love it. it that allow it so you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I love how simple it is to make content nowadays and anchor really makes it easy. Uh, now you can even add any song from Spotify straight to your episodes. This Boom. is so cool. Possibilities are endless. Uh, for what you can do and what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, sports talk radio. This is a real opportunity. I, th- I feel like the pandemic has kind of in many ways uh, gotten us a little more creative and saying, what do we want to say? And let's move forward with that, even without the pandemic. And Anchor makes that easy for yeah, you. Yeah. Or maybe you want to do a show that the world's never heard before. Right. Well, get up off your butt and do it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you as well. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They're basically making it easy for you to do this Correct. thing. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. What you got to do, it's so easy. Download the Anchor app, go to anchor.fm and get started. It is so easy. We love Anchor. Thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for sponsoring our show because again, they understand these guys are in the creativity business and they support other creative things. So we say support them because they support us. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of uh, Sklarbro Country, the virus edition, a.k.a. the Pandy Pods, a.k.a. the basement takes, although we're not in the basement again. No, we're uh, we're recording this because we just did a couple uh, episodes, live Instagram, uh, IGTV, uh, watch parties of... Uh, Tiger, Tiger King, King episodes two and three. We're going to do another one of those watch parties to watch two more episodes on Thursday. We'll let you know the time from the Dumb People Town Instagram uh, page, and that's what we're doing with that. And then we did a wrap up episode with Daniel Van Kirk. That will co- drop in the Dumb People Town feed. Our co host from uh, Dumb People Town. And so uh, today's episode comes from here because we're all set up to do it. We got lots of computers and lots of chords. Computers and chords, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Yep. Where Where it's it's at. at. Hey, uh, we are so happy to be here and happy to be giving you at least a half hour of your day that you can just enjoy and breathe and not think about charts and death tolls and other stuff like that. We know the news is grim. There's plenty of time to think about all that other stuff. But uh, right now, we're going to try and make you laugh a little bit and have a little bit of fun uh, because we can control that. That is one thing that we can control, how we feel in these moments. And I know after listening back to these episodes, they actually make me happy and, uh, and we did them. And so, we're and part of that is our own narcissism. I would say only a lot a, of that. Probably is a our, lot of that is just loving hearing our own voices. Just but, straight narcissism. But let's get into some stuff that's been happening in the world of uh, of Corona that we feel like might give you a bit of a laugh. Yeah. So, so uh, the USNS or I don't even know the USS Comfort. Mm-hmm. 
came in, which is a hospital ship that the Navy brought into the New York Harbor so that they can provide hospital beds for, if I'm correct, right. people who aren't coronavirus patients. They're going to take all those people on the ship right? because that ship has not been contaminated with corona, and this is a way to treat people who should be in the hospital for other things. Right. And I think it's a very smart thing, and I'm glad it finally came up, even though it was promised that it would be up weeks ago. It's up right now, so good thing that it's there. Mm-hmm. But then I read this story, and I I had to double check that it was the that it, it was wasn't a real an, story. And I thought it was an onion story. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's some great onion stories out there. The best of which that I read was the story of uh, how, you know, the death toll is rising, but it's allowing certain women to and people one woman. Ma, one woman to organize her Tupperware cabinet, and yes. she's really happy about it that. Gave her the finally gave her the push she needed. She needed to organize, organize that Tupperware. Tupperware. And I, look, I know how difficult that can be. I have a Tupperware cabinet that is essentially at this point out of control. Mm-hmm. It started in one cabinet, stop, stop, and then it moved to all the other cabinets, and I can't stop. I can't contain where the Tupperware is. At all this right, point. so let's get into what happened. So this then thing, I realized it was the New York Post, and I was just like, barely better than the well. Onion? Well, if you've ever read the New York Post, they try and be funny, but they're painfully not. So you know right away that this isn't an Onion article. Right. When okay. it's not funny. It'd okay. be a Punion article if it was the New York Post. Okay. So apparently the com- USNS, whatever, com- USNS Comfort comes into port and a huge crowd of people gathers to see it. Like, why? Packed in dummies. You're in New York. By the where- way, this isn't 1920. You know, didn't Mulaney have a great bit about going to see a ship come in? Like, that's what people did back in the day in the what years was, before the internet. What was uh, Kevin Meany's thing about real imported, Re- imported ch- cheesecake? Real, real New, New York, York cheesecake imported that was imported che- to a restaurant that he liked. Yeah. And then they come down to the ducks. Cheesecake boats coming, we'll party tonight. Highly recommend you go looking at that bit. It'll make you laugh. Kevin Meany, RIP. Love you, buddy. Yes, if you want a comedy recommendation, watch Kevin Meany's stand-up. First of all, watch the documentary When Stand-Up Stood Out, which is a documentary about the Boston comedy scene in the 1980s. Of which he was a huge part. He was kind of the godfather of that scene and really in that scene and Barry Crimmins too, but fantastic. When Kevin Meany leaves the stage, goes outside, I think it was for like a TV show. And then gets on a bus. bus And starts interviewing people. He is on fire. It is. Huge influence for us. Yeah. So anyway, the last time people gathered on the docks to watch a ship either come out come in or go back out was the Titanic and we know how that finished up. Yeah, that was... So don't do it. Like, now's not the time to... Why is that an important thing? I know we don't have sports. Just why is that a thing that people are doing at this point? Don't go out and see a ship. How hard is that? Do you remember, Jay, like whenever we were in New York and there would be just a line coming out of some, we'd be going down and we were like downtown in Soho. People would just get into into the the line line. because they're like, what is this? I guess I should be standing in this. Are they giving stuff away? Maybe that's what happened. Just people in their own DNA can't stop themselves from saying, hey, what's that coming in here? What's that? Oh, it's a floating hospital. How exciting. It's a giant, chubby, floating nurse coming down the street, coming down the old Hudson. Look, you... We don't want crowds of people to get together and listen to this podcast, even though we'd love millions of people to listen to this podcast. So do it alone. Do it alone in your house, in your cubicle. Do it like that. If all these people get sick with Corona, you're going to have to send another ship. And when that ship comes in, don't go out and see it. So crowds of gawkers came out in New York to watch the hospital roll up on the ocean, on the East River. Again, they looked at it. It was on the west Stood side. Stood shoulder of Man- to shoulder. It was on the west side of Manhattan. So watch. the Hudson River. 
Right. So they, so they should stood shoulder to shoulder on Pier 90 on West 50th Street at about 10.40 a.m. during the day to take photos of that scene. Remember when we... When are you going to show that photo? And who, who are you going to show that photo who's to? Who's going to look at that show, photo and be like, ooh, I'm glad... Yours is, so, yours is so much better than the New York Times photo of this. Than the news. In. I really appreciate you showing me that photo of a hospital ship coming. If you have a friend that wants to show you a photo of a hospital ship coming in, stop being friends with that person. Yeah. Because even if they haven't done anything up to that point, if they think that's important or you something you would need. care about, their error in judgment is so great as a human being, they need to be stopped. What are you going to say? Thank you for this oh blurry, faraway photo of a hospital ship. You provided an insight into this ship coming in that I would not have normally seen. Thank God I got your photo. Thanks for posting that on Facebook. And then weren't there people in like draped in American flat? Like this is not a moment for patriotism. Yep. This is not that moment. Oh, by the way, joggers, which... And you know how I feel about joggers. I talked about it. Hit the streets. Don't get it. Get off the jogging path and hit the streets. If you're jogging, get out in the street. You need to be sweating on people. They had to like rub up against this huge throng of people coming in to watch this. Like, like this ship had just come back from war. It's, it's not, going to war. Jesus. And that's what happened. It just feels to me like, like we can't, like a, a month is too long for us to be sensible. Well, so let people. me say this. So right? Pe- doesn't that, isn't, that, isn't that what that feels like to you? People like, were waving. As it, Who's that for? The boat? Is that for the captain of the boat? Is he going to be like, I'm not pulling this thing in and helping people unless people I see like, 500 people waving. I'm not coming in. You got, I see 400. Uh, I don't see 500 and then uh, I'm going to move in. He did it. I made the honk the horn sign and he did it. So this is the deal with this. Is that worth it? So Jay and I lived in New York from 1994 to 1999. What we realized living there is that you were never home in your apartment. And we had a great apartment in Chelsea. We had a three-bedroom apartment in Chelsea. It wasn't big. It wasn't big, 19th between 7th and 8th. And we were never there. Why? Because you didn't want to be home. And no one we knew wanted to be home. You were out. That There's a reason that's a city that never sleeps because people don't want to well, go the, home. What we realized is that restaurants and bars were the kitchens and living rooms of your apartments. That's how small people's apartments that's were. That's right. And that's why people get out and experience New York City. And also, like, there's just, you're too close to people. Otherwise, when you are at home, you're, you're interacting with people that you don't want to interact with on a regular basis. Jay, remember we had... We had in our living room, we had a rolling desk chair Mm -hmm. that was at the desk. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah, you sat in it and it rolled a little bit when you sat in it, but it wasn't crazy. We had wood, hardwood floors, but every time, and we were right above the super of the building Mm -hmm. who always, I am convinced I never didn't see him in a wife beater tucked into Mm -hmm. dress pants. Mm -hmm. And flip-flops. Mm-hmm. That was what he wore the entire time. And different versions of and it. And let it be known that we did not roll on this floor. We rolled Rarely a little bit. Rolled. But he would stop us every time he saw us. Every time we, you just didn't want to come into in contact with him because he would just be like, what are you doing up there? Roll, roll, you always roll, 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 roll. You always roll, 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 roll. Like we were in the chair, not walking around, but like rolling to the bathroom to get, rolling to the kitchen, rolling to our rooms together. We in his defense, we did learn how to rollerblade in that apartment. Roll, 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 roll. 
So like you didn't want to be home with those people. You just want to be out. So that's why I fear that things like what happened with the boat are going to happen many times in because New Yorkers don't want to be at home. They, they want to figure out reasons that they can be out because yeah. their their homes are too small. You screwed up. You lived in New York during this time of a pandemic and you can't and you're housebound and now you're in trouble. Because New Yorkers were all, New Yorkers are the masters, and we were the same way of like figuring out ways to make your make New York like your living room, like you said. Right. That's it. Central Park is my living room. You can't go there now. That's a hospital. You can't walk this way. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't go see a boat. It's going to be hard for them. I guess you can walk down the middle of the street around your block a few times. Walking, dude. We got rid of that chair. <laughs> like don't go wave and don't go see a boat and wave it's not worth it it really that is not worth you getting sick that to me was like okay there's some dumb people out there and this disease is gonna find them it, this disease is getting smart people and getting good people and that actually really Sad. upsets me it's gonna find these dumb people yep all the dumb people who are like it's not coming to our town it's coming to your town just, just be smart. There's only two cases in our state. Nope. There's it's more. comedy your state. There's more. Just be smart about it. Don't go out and see the ship. Like those who are going out to see the ship, this is it. You, that, that ship has that sailed. Was, that ship has sailed. I hope that was worth it for you. Jeez. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Take a break. We come back. We have great stories to uh, go through. And uh, as we head to the break right now, again, we all, all really like to offer up our suggestions of podcasts. We told you about Dan Van Kirk's podcast. The Good, the Night, Good Night Show. show fantastic. Uh, here's another one that we want to tell you about. Our friends, three guys. Great. This show is making me happy and getting me through a lot of awesome hikes. I listen to the show on hikes, and I, I do say... I, I do have to like grab my side because I'm laughing. So I have hard. laughed so hard listening to this. Go back in the old catalog and listen to all of them. It's called The Growlix Saves the World. It's our friends, uh, Adam Holland, Andrew Orvidal, and Ben Roy, the three guys who were in the stars of Those Who Can't, the show that we were on on True TV where we played the Doctors Green. They were teachers. And they are so funny. Comedians who out of Denver. They great have comedy such a scene. fun podcast. The podcast is the idea is this. Each week, they try and do something to better themselves as people. Right. To try and make themselves better people. And it's a challenge that they take on, like stopping doing social media and working on the way they speak so they don't say like and um as they're talking. All kinds of great things that they try to enforce within their lives and within this podcast. And they're so funny with each other that you have to listen to this. As we are all trying to better ourselves, even in this time of quarantine right now, you got to listen to them. They send us a message. So we're going to play that message and then we're going to head out to break. And when we come back, more stories right here on Sclubro Country. The Virus Edition. See you guys on the other side. Hey, Sklar Brothers. It's the Grolic Saves the World, boys. You got me, Adam Holland. Say hello, everybody. Hey. hey. Hi, guys. I'm here with, I'm here with Ben and Andrew. We are all sheltered in place, hunkered down, flattening the curve, being responsible. In beautiful uh, Denver, Colorado. Trying to endure this thing as, as best we can. Uh, I had a fun experience yesterday, guys. I thought you'd like to hear about it. My uh, seven-year-old niece and my five-year-old nephew walked over. They live nearby. They stood on the sidewalk. I came out to the porch. We kept appropriate social distance. Had my, you know, my little boy in my arms. We're just chatting, visiting, and a, a pretty clearly mentally unwell, transient fella walked down the street towards us. He had a clipboard. I could see it full of drawings of triangles and pyramids. And we're like, okay, this guy is fucking nuts. And he 
proceeded to sort of just bother my niece and nephew and kind of talk to them and talk to me. And normally when you experience those things, you're kind of like, all right, let's just get through this and say, good luck, buddy. What? Give him a few bucks, whatever. But I'm nervous as everyone else is. So I just said in the middle of it, he's standing next to a five-year-old and a a seven-year-old. I was like, hey, hey, buddy, we're trying to observe social distancing. If you could get six feet away from my niece and nephew, I'd appreciate that. And he fucking snapped and started yelling at me about he just came out of the hospital and he could and he goes I'm and he still goes I'm not gonna say anything because there's kids around but then he decided no I am he goes fuck you talking shit fuck you and I go come on man and he goes you got the virus and I go oh no because I can tell I can tell you got the virus and you're gonna die and then he walked off so oh my I'm god having, so my my five year old does have tests you know yeah. they said we didn't but that we do have the test as it is that up. is that the test was yeah, I able that, to get well, one that's the that's that's the test that the White House has been deploying they're basically oh. yeah they're telling uh, transient people to go out and and just size them up give them what your best oh. thoughts you know what mm-hmm. I mean do an overall. So from- on-site fitness evaluation. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm in for two weeks, dudes. <laughs> That's a positive, bud. I'm sorry to hear that. All right. All right. I'm keeping it inside. Good to know. Good to know. Oh, my uh, God. It's wow. range times, man. The end times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing? Well, that didn't happen, so pretty good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> The point is to just try to enjoy each day and see the beauty in life as we endure endure these strange and historic times. Other than that, I'm all good. Ben, Andrew, we're all good. Uh, we hope to see you guys under more normal, nor, more normal circumstances. More, also, more normal, normal. Also, more normal. That's the first sign you start throwing s's in front of n's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sklarbros. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, hope that you receive your Trump test via transient man soon. And uh, and we'll talk to you dudes soon. Love you. Later. Bye. Horny for the game. First they kiss, then they bite soft. Then they want to play it off. All right, guys. Welcome back. Thank you uh, for rate and review this if you haven't subscribed to this uh, on iTunes if you can because that just keeps us up in the old uh, mix up there and that's a good thing so please and tell people about it too if you're like people are like what are you doing what are you listening to tell a couple of friends about it and see if we can't spread the word grassroots style LA Magazine thank you to LA Magazine for mentioning us as one of the podcasts you should listen to to help you get through this uh, we want to remind people also we're trying to do our part in gathering uh, our content that we've created for you that lives on YouTube. And we're going to create a Sklar Brothers landing page that is currently being worked on right now. Yep. It may come out by the end of this week or next week. We'll let you know about it and you can subscribe to that too. All these things really help us out and it's free for you to do so. You just get to subscribe and all that good stuff comes your way. So with everything being shut down, at least some professions continue, okay? Podcasting right. is one of them. Yeah. Uh, therapy, you can do therapy via mm-hmm. Skype. Mm-hmm. National news is still happening. Cat burgling, hey, still going on. Cat burgling, hey, you can still burgle yes. in a cat-like way if you need to. That's cats still are ha- still at it is what you're saying. Yeah, cats are still doing. That's a high-level one too, but they're still at it and actually... Not taking a break. Now is the time that they're feeling like taking advantage of galleries and museums being shut down to get in there and make that I know steal. This story. I know this story and I know what happened. And on I think- Monday, 
on Monday, which is just yesterday when we're recording this, but it'll drop tomorrow. A Dutch museum announced that a painting by Vinnie Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh went VVG, VVG to the DVK of his time, the VVG. So Vincent Van Gogh has never been called VVG. We need to call him VVG was missing after thieves broke into the building in an early morning raid. Uh, Lentetuin painted by, did I do that wrong? Lentetuin. Uh, Lentetuin? I don't know. Uh, painted by Van Gogh. Spring of eight, 1884. Was on loan. That's the worst. When your friend's like, hey man, will you watch my, uh, can you watch my cat for the week? And you're can like, you, can you watch my bike? And then it gets stolen. Stolen. Out of your garage. On your watch. This is the worst. This is why you don't. Someone's like, hey, man, can you watch this super valuable thing? I'm like, I can't. I, I can't literally do can't do that. Because I can't sorry. handle if it gets taken. So that's it will get taken. The Dutch Museum should have been like, nah, man, I want to, but it's not really a good idea. So cool that you thought of us. The Singer Laren Museum, which closed its doors earlier this month due to risks of COVID-19. Thank you for taking the correct precautions there. Uh-huh. This is what the museum director, Jean, Jean or Jan Rudolph Delorme, a, a live streamed a press statement. This is what he said. And I, and I love that this is what was said. This is the quote. I'm shocked and incredibly pissed off. More museums need to use that language. Get emotional, guy. This is Van Gogh. I'm going to break my foot off in someone's ass is what a museum uh, curator should be saying. This beautiful and moving painting by one of our greatest painters, Stolen, taken from the community you should be shocked at that right yeah he should be shocked well he should be shocked he still has a job yeah in this pandemic yes that's, that's for right. one right. i'm guessing that he forgot to turn on the alarm or you know maybe I mean? he left it on a way instead of stay hey listen why don't you lock the really expensive stuff in vaults yeah is that a good idea it's not like people need to see him right now vault it up vault it up bro the dutch language uh het let I'm gonna get this wrong. Lots news report. They had lots news news reports that the thieves entered the museum through a glass door by force. They set off the alarm. Okay, so we did set the alarm. Fine. Sending police on on the scene. Officers, however, were unable to find the perpetrators. Really, there's no camera on there whatsoever. No, no. So they could see who they were, but they weren't able to catch them. Is what they're saying. Why would there be any cam? No. Like, why is it that everywhere in a Costco, everybody's ring door goes off like right. you just hear on everyone ding, 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 on everyone's phone while they're shopping and you can't get a ring door on this thing get it send it to the police figure it out man why can't the dutch museum have the same technology a stolen van gogh though that to me is like the balls on you to do that right now what do you do with the stolen van gogh i'm now let's think about it on the other side what do you do you stole a van gogh all right, you got All it. right, you stole a Van Gogh. Now what do you do? The second you sell, you got to sell it to another corrupt person who That's wants right. it you in their house. sell it to the mafia. Who's, not, to- who's gonna put it in their basement kitchen, right? Basement kitchen and be like, I just want it down here. No one's gonna know. Or you cut a little corner off of the picture and you mail it back to the Dutch Museum. Cut the ear off. Say, I love you, Dutch Cut Museum. the ear off cut and the, just cut, cut the, the ear off and send it back. Boom, mail it. Because the problem is- you then have to vet out the people that know that you stole the painting. You're going to want to tell people that you have a Van Gogh. Why steal it if you didn't steal the Van Gogh? Steal another painting right. if it's not a Van Gogh. If it's a Van Gogh, you want to be like, hey, dude, look at this Van Gogh. Look what I got. You hang it up in your bathroom and be like, go take a leak. Guy goes in there and it's like, what'd you see in there? I don't know. You have enough toilet paper? No, no look, look above the up, toilet. Look on dummy. the ceiling. Look on the ceiling. What do you got Van Gogh up there? 
Which, right? Steam that out. That'd be unbelievable. But you got you to vet the people you're telling about it because someone- It only takes one person. You don't know who's going to tell somebody else and then it gets spread around to everybody else just like COVID-19. It is. You got to be so careful and then you're done. All right. Seems like too risky of a game post- like post the steal. Art too much theft anxiety. to me is just too high profile. Yeah. It's just too high profile. It's like stealing Patty Hearst, yeah. you know? Unless you're going to brainwash her, you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. All right, now if you're going to try and get away from the virus that may be in, infecting your large urban area. And some people are doing this. Here, I'm going to give you some advice. Don't go to the Yukon. So here's my thing. I sometimes get confused. What is the Yukon and the, what, Yucatan. And the Yucatan? Well, the Yucatan Peninsula is down in Mexico. Or down you look in, it up. Look up what the Yucatan. Is, the Yukon is north. It's near like the uh, Arctic uh, Canada, right? It's in the Arctic up there. The Yucatan Peninsula, I want to say, is in like South America. No, right? it's in Mexico. Mexico. Yucatan Peninsula is, let me see, okay. images, images uh, of where it is. I'm just going to say this, and then you can come back to me with it. You got it, all right? Yucatan Peninsula is Mexico at the very bottom, that thing that wraps up. It goes to the, of, Panama? Well, no, sort of like Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah, in that okay. general yeah, area. Yeah, when it like kind of connects to Central America. This is how dumb we are. Yukon. Well, look, we're, we're learning something, so what's wrong with that? Yukon is a car made right. by Chevy. So... Don't go to the Yukon, and here's a story that is basically as close to Wild Wild Country as you can, all right? Yes. Just the way the town reacted. Remember in Wild Wild Country when you're like, oh, these are just a bunch of... Racists. Yeah, hicks that are just doing that stuff. All right. Old Crow is either a whiskey that you shouldn't drink, that only your weird uncle drinks, or it's the northernmost community in the Yukon. So this is the northernmost community. So the Yukon is the territory. The Yukon territory in Canada is the territory that borders Alaska and Canada, goes all the way up to the top. And that's by the Arctic up there. So the northernmost community up there, 250 people, Mm -hmm. is seething, Jay. Seething. After two uninvited guests showed up in spite of warnings not to come, around 10 a.m. on last Friday, an Air North, that's just what they're calling it. Just that's a, head that's that airline? Way. Air North, head up that way. Air North, bro. Air North flight brought two Quebecers, Quebecers to the Arctic community. Quote, we were busy dealing with life, a life-altering pandemic, and this couple just strolls off the plane like cartoon characters. I don't think that's what they meant said to the say. the chief of the Vuntutwichtin First Nation, that's Dana Tizia Tram. Okay, what cartoon characters were they, Jay? Goofy and Daffy? I don't know. Sneezy and Coffee? Pandy and Demic? Yes, maybe. So... But, Small but, town folk don't want to be seeing no big city mice up in this place. Not in these moments. And a these, couple told this person, probably in French, tram, that they were trying to escape the pandemic. He said, get out of our kitchen. They sold everything they owned, drove 5,000 plus kilometers from Quebec to Whitehorse, and then boarded a plane to Old Crow. Vice was not able to reach the pair for common, of course. Chief... This is, this is like a community up here. Chief Tizia Tram said the couple couldn't be older than 35. You can always ask them how old they are. You don't have to. This isn't like a tree we're trying to figure out how old it is. Couldn't like, be older than 35 years old. And they're 
Look, I get this. This is the thing. Like everyone's like, I'm going to move to Canada if I don't like how these. They don't want you results. there. They don't want you there. Oak Crow is a fly-in, self-governing community, 80 kilometers north of the Arctic Circle. But you got to think, then why don't they want them up there? Because they're like they're eating doing something. Babies. They're they're making. Look, we say this about what Ryan, are they doing up in Rhinelander, Rhinelander Wisconsin. Wisconsin? That's at the northern part of Wisconsin. No one knows what they're doing up there. What home, are they doing up there? Home to just 250 people, like many remote. And northern communities, Old Crow has asked people not to come. Please don't do come. not come. We don't want you here. Don't come from another city because you could infect everybody because they don't have a hospital. Mm-hmm. They don't have doctors. You know, what's this, the northern exposure is not, that guy is not up there. Mm-hmm. The Yukon government, meanwhile, has just declared a state of emergency and requires any visitors in the territory self-isolate for 14 days upon arrival. Yes. The couple apparently had not done so. What are you doing? The couple told Tizia Tram that they had decided an old, an old crow after one of them had a dream pointing them up there. You can't do this. No. We don't care about your dreams. They, they will kill you and then eat you up there. Yeah. They will be, if, if they get tested and come out okay... This is a community of 250 people. So even if you move up there and you're fine, people are going to hate you. You think you're going to have friends up there? Good luck getting eggs at the diner, you assholes. Right? They will be treated like they're coming up and trying to start a sex cult. You know that's happening. Yes. He literally dreamt this up. He dreamt it up. Yeah, that's what acting on a dream is. He dreamt it and his lady was dumb enough to follow him up there good god the dream was cut short when the pair was met at the airport by paul josie old crow's emergency management coordinator i love that they have enough people for that no it's just one guy he's managing the whole thing he's like get out of here go get josie has been meeting every plane that arrives to distribute information on the virus and intercepted this couple as they were getting off the plane uh they thought they could come to old crow and find a job and a place to live and then i imagine that he just turned to the left and then cackled and then spit that's what i think Mm -hmm. and just blend in right nope well that's what happened in his dream is what i'm saying couple was escorted to the local co-op store which has two small apartments that it rents out to healthcare workers mechanics other visiting staff and hookers what what kidding no the uh, rcmp gave the uh royal canadian mounty police gave the two visitors strict instructions not to leave i'm sure they'll listen to that yeah unless the guy has a dream that he should have leave at that and then he's gone there's no stopping him after he dreamt it up and put them on the next flight to the Old Crow to Whitehorse Saturday without uh, going through the airport. So they're just literally walk them on the plane and go. And then just walk them out. It's a human catch and release of sorts. Right. All right. You just throw back the couple from Quebec. Yeah. Throw them back to where they came There's from. There's other fish out in that sea. Is what, or stop in Whitehorse and make it there for a few months. And then you can go to Old Crow. Jeez. When you stepped off the plane, you stepped into Von Tut Gwichdin territory. You're now on our land, he recalled, telling the couple, we control the housing. This is the beginning of racism. That's it. Like anything he says after that is going to be racist. He said the couple plans to live off the land, but had no notion of what that actually entitled in the Arctic. And this is my favorite quote of the whole thing. Living on the land up here is dangerous. It's not like you wake up in the morning and birds dress you. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Yeah. Who who was like, wait, so we're just going to go, honey. It's cold. It's dangerous. We're just going to go up there. We're never going to have to put our clothes on again. The birds will dress us. Birds will dress us. It's cold. It's dangerous. You have to track and hunt animals. Our community is not some COVID-19 heaven. That's what he said. Air North. You should have known better. And then he said, get out of here, Jew. Now, why would he say that? They aren't even Jewish, but that felt so uh, that's that felt a little bit strong. That's uh, what it is. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. 
so you can't rush to, if you think you're in a big city and you think you're going to go to a small town, don't do it. It's not going to happen. Don't pick up your life. We always say this. Don't uh, quit a job until you know you have another job. That's right. Uh, don't uh, don't leave one location until you know you can land in the next location. Don't rile them up. Don't, don't rile, rile them up. up. Go downsize. You can't. This is like when you're on the freeway. We found this out when Randy and I were driving a stick shift car, which we had never driven stick shift before. And drove I across in a week. country for Toyota, the MR2 Spider Convertible. Uh, we drove across the 10 and then up the 95 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was up mm-hmm. to New York. 10 all the way across the country from LA all the way to Jacksonville. There Florida. was a point where I didn't know what I was doing and I downshifted from five to one on the highway. Fifth gear down to first gear. The, the car made a noise like I had stepped on a puppy, right? It was terrible. You can't do that in a stick shift car. You cannot do that in life. You cannot go from fifth gear, a fifth gear city down to, to first, first gear, gear without hitting a couple gears along the way. That's right. So you want to leave Quebec? You want to leave Quebec City? You got to go to a small... You go, go to Saskatoon to, for a while. Game. Maybe go to Kitchener, then Saskatoon, and then you make your way up there. You got to downshift gears before you make your way up. In the name of Gordon Lightfoot. The name of Gordon... Sundown. We already we invoked Gordon Lightfoot last time. Sundown. Which I read the whole thing about Sundown. Did you hear that? So Sundown... This is crazy. I yeah. didn't know this. Sundown. Our friend Jimmy Acho just told us this. So, and then we'll get out of here on this. All right. So this is our little piece of information for you that we can add to you. Uh, Sundown, you better take care. We'll go out on this song. Yeah. Sundown, you better take care, which is a song that Gordon Lightfoot, if I catch you creeping around my back stairs. So Gordon Lightfoot was in love with this woman named Kathy Smith, who was a groupie. She got she'd slept in, with like the Rolling Stones. She'd leave on helm in the band. She like participated in stuff with the band. She, she was a beautiful woman, but a crazy woman and very clingy. And she would like, apparently the stalkery. Yeah. The knock on her was that once she got in your life, she wouldn't get out. She, so he, Gordon Lightfoot hooks up with her and he and she breaks up his, his marriage. marriage and it was the most expensive divorce in Canadian history. I think it's still in the top five. Top, top 10. ten. Top ten. Um and then she was actually a drug became a drug dealer in she, in LA and she's the one who injected John Belushi with eleven speedballs. Gave him too many speedballs. And then he died. She was there that night and then not even questioned. And no, no. So then she was driving out and she was driving the one way down the wrong way. Yep out of Chateau Marmont and they pulled her over and they're like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. And then they fi- figured it out that mm-hmm. she was with him. And mm-hmm. so, uh, crazy. The woman who killed John Belushi, essentially, essentially. Uh, she didn't make him take it, but she pretty damn well came close is who the song sundown was about. There you go. There you little go. Piece of history. Little piece. Uh, please take care of yourselves. We love doing this. We'll continue to do this for you because, um, we are narcissists. Yeah. We need to hear the sounds of our own voices. Nope. We hope you enjoy this, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on the Daily Pod. Uh, it's Glubber Country, the virus edition. Punch a water faucet, then wash your hands. That's how we do it. We'll see you tomorrow. A podcast network.